All right. Well, welcome and or welcome back to the Sink or Swim podcast here at NSUMD. Uh, this is episode three. Oh, my uh, goodness. I'm dead. Yes. <laughs> episode three. Uh, so I am your co-host, Katie. And I'm Dithi. And today we have Haley and Jamie with us. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everyone. All right. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about growing up international, or at least that's the title that we have currently could could change. Um, but we really wanted to get a different perspective of medical students who um, are here in the United States, but grew up in a different country. Yeah. Cool. So with that, um, would you guys be able to introduce yourself and just give like a little background information so they get to know who you are? Yeah, um, first, thanks for having us. And um, I'm Jamie, um, and I'm two classmates of Katie and Ditti. And an intro, so I was born and raised in Lebanon. I moved to the U.S., to Orlando specifically, at the age of 18, so I can start my undergraduate journey. And, um, and yeah, so I've been here since then. So it's been six, seven years. <laughs> I can't believe it. Time has passed by so quickly. And yeah, that's, uh, that's all you, I don't know. That's all for now. Awesome. Hi, everyone. My name is Haley, and I have a very similar story to my classmate, Jamie. I'm also an M2 at NOAA Southeastern University, and I was born and raised in India. I moved to UAlbany to do my undergraduation when I was 17, and then I spent a gap year doing MBA and working as a middle school teacher, and then I started my journey at NSU as a medical student. You know, I did not know that you taught middle school. I sure did. It was a great experience. It was online because of COVID, but mm -hmm. it was some wow. great skills that I learned. I talk to my sister all the time because I taught high school and I'm like, I would never. Yeah, I can never teach middle school. No, no. Too different. Too different. They're, they're, they're trying to figure themselves out, which is great. Mm -hmm. Love that for them. Um, but for the adult that has to um, work with them. Haley. Haley. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it's no, nope, wasn't my journey. Good to know. Well, yeah, just like Jamie and Haley, I too grew up in a different country. So I was born in the U.S., but um, moved to Kenya shortly after. And then I grew up in Kenya and moved to UC San Diego, in beautiful La Jolla, shameless plug. Um, I moved there at 18 for undergrad. And then after four years at UCSD, I moved across the coast to the East Coast and I'm now at NSU Florida. In Davie, Florida. Nice. Wait, where'd you go to undergrad again? UC San Diego. UC San Diego. Got it. Yeah. The Tritons. All right. Go Tritons. Go Tritons. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I didn't give a shout out to UCF. I yes. went to UCF. Go nice. Yeah, go <laughs> yes. Nice. Katie and I went to UCF. We did. What was your major? I was health sciences preclinical. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What were you? I was biomedical sciences. I minored in that. That was my original major. And then we went through the first semester and I said, not my journey. I'm going to switch it. That's really funny because my first uh, major was health sciences. Did my first semester and everyone was <laughs> like, oh, you want to get into med school? You should do biomedical. I but I wish I did. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I specifically was like, no, I'm going to do something different. I mean, it's similar, but. Yeah, whatever. they're very, very similar. Yeah. Just a few classes different. Shout out to my UCF Knights that are listening to this. Yeah. Awesome. 
since we're doing Central Florida shoutouts, I'm Andrew from the last episode, Hiding Behind the Scenes. Uh, I went to Rollins in Central Florida, small school near UCF, better than UCF. It's yeah, not. Oh, no. It's Ow. not. <laughs> in biochemistry and molecular biology. Okay, first oh, off. Same. First off, UCF objectively and subjectively is the most beautiful school I've ever seen. I agree. 100%. Hey, 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 hey. Look up prettiest school in Florida, <laughs> Rollins College. Okay, to be fair, I have been to Rollins, and it's it's gorgeous. That's because it's in Winter Park. That's very That's true. That's the only reason. That's very true. Put it somewhere else. It ain't it. Ain't it. Sorry. I have people that went to Rollins, so sorry that I just like shamed your school, but UCF wins. Well, you know, today we want to talk about NSUMD, so, you know. You know what? Yeah, let's get off of this undergrad soapbox and let, let's get started. So our first question is, um, oh, that's the wrong question. Why did you choose to come to the U.S. for medical school and undergrad um, rather than pursuing like further education in your respective home countries? Um, so once again, this is Haley, and as I when I was growing up in India, I had already decided that my journey would be in medicine. However, when I went through call, um, high school and I was preparing for the MCAT of India, which is that you take right after high school, I realized that this is not the correct type of education or curriculum that I want to pursue. It was very much rote memorization, remembering each sentence from first word of the textbook to the last word, sentence by sentence, without knowing how to apply it scientifically. And when I learned that one of my cousins had went to U.S. and he's pursuing research opportunities, he's a leader in one of the organizations, I was very um, inspired, and that's what really propelled me to come to U.S. and pursue mm -hmm. my medical journey over here. Yeah, so um, mine, my story might be a little different. I've always wanted to come to the U.S., whether it was for school or not, because my parents lived here for a while, and they met here in New Jersey. And so every time I heard their stories, I'd get very excited because, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's different. It's very different from Lebanon. I love Lebanon, but I also felt like I belonged here. It was very weird. And so I visited and came as a tourist when I was 15 and I fell in love with Orlando. I just liked the weather. I, I, I don't know, I liked it. And I had my mom's best friend that lived there. So when I turned 18 and I wanted to go to college, I applied to um, UCF, only UCF. And I applied to several undergrad um, universities in Lebanon. And I said, okay, if I get accepted to this one school, mm -hmm. then it's fate, I I'm gonna go. Mm. And I got accepted and it was really hard because it like hit me that, okay, now I'm moving across right. the globe, away from everyone and everything. But at the moment, it was exciting. I think later on, it started hitting me more and more that, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whoa, I'm far. <laughs> yeah, but it was, um, I don't regret it at all, despite the difficulties, yeah. I can relate to that. I was so excited to leave Kenya and come to the U.S. You know, in that initial, you're going to start school, and yeah. this is so exciting, the move-in process. And then once my family left after dropping me to go back home, and then it hit me, I'm on my own in a new country. <laughs> no, none of my immediate family's around me. And it, it was honestly scary. I'm not going to lie. Is, but yeah. I grew up so much from this experience. Mm -hmm. 
did you guys feel the same way? Definitely. Yeah, I remember like because I traveled by myself from India to US and I remember at the airport when all of my families, I think it was like 30 people at the airport dropping me off, like Mm -hmm. saying goodbyes. I did not cry for the first hour, but as soon as the plane took off, Aww. I did not stop crying until like I landed in New oh York. No. And I remember my parents telling me that for the first two months, they expected me to like call them and be like, I'm coming home. I can't do this anymore by myself. <laughs> but they are like really proud that I persevered through it. And I'm surprised by myself too, because growing up, I never left my home even mm-hmm. for sleepovers at cousin's house for one night. I just had, like, in- not separation anxiety, but I just couldn't leave my family for even one single night. And the fact that moving across the globe without any support mm-hmm. is just incredible. And I'm proud of everybody who has done that. Listen, I'm yeah. proud of y'all, too, because I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, I'm, I would say I'm proud of everyone who would who would be able to do that, and myself. It took me a while to say that because... I've been through a lot and I kept thinking, oh, like it's I'm weak maybe or this is not for me, but it is hard. You just mm-hmm. have to accept that it's mm-hmm. difficult. You're, mm-hmm. you're not, ev- anyone who goes through this can say that. And um, I think I was just like Haley, it hit me like on the plane. Right. I remember, <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I remember also because there's a seven hour time difference mm-hmm. whenever it hit like the afternoon, I suddenly feel extra lonely because everybody felt like went to bed and then I'm just like, oh no, there's no one to call. <laughs> like, Who do I oh, talk I to? <laughs> yeah. I should go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah, That's so relatable. It's like, a, it was a 10 hour difference between um, San Diego and Nairobi back where my oh, parents wow. were. And so it'd be like, I'd be waking up and they'd be going to mm-hmm. bed and then like, I'd be pulling all nighters technically because everyone back home is like sleeping <laughs> and I'm awake. So yeah, it was just, it forced me to like go out there and be like, okay, I have no one to talk to. Let me go like make friends and stuff. But it was definitely hard with that time zone. <laughs> For sure. So what challenges or barriers have you faced um, coming to the U.S.? And like, for instance, was there a culture shock um, or did you have any like difficulties adjusting to the U.S. culture? So I definitely experienced culture shock and I didn't know what it was. But I remember I came in like Jane. I remember I came the day of New Year's Eve. So the 31st of that year and maybe mid-January. I started having this weird like like I didn't know if I was in a dream I don't know what's going like I, I don't know it was very weird because everything around me was different from the people how they look mm-hmm. how the streets are how buildings were how everything was made is just so different from where I'm from and I went to I had a um, psychology like 101 beginning class and I went to the professor I'm like hey professor so I'm feeling these weird symptoms what do you think and he's like yeah yeah, that's cultural shock um because i told him where i what my journey was and he like gave me exercises to bend down touch the floor or some weird stuff like that (laughs) i was like what is this okay i realized that that is a thing you do so you can it's like a dissociation thing so you can know where you are Mm. and so i encourage a lot of people who also travel and go to different places especially for the first time to ask for help like it's it's normal if you mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. cultural shock, yeah, or yeah. depression or anything, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because the person I talked to said that 
take your shoes off and touch your feet to the ground or like walk in the grass so that you feel more connected to mm. the environment you're in. But it definitely not just the cultural shock, but the language also is the accent itself is very mm-hmm. different and mm-hmm. Growing up in India, I had no exposure to any form of diversity. Everybody is Indian in India. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I came over here, even like I remember the first moment when I walked out of the airport and I saw like several different people from different race and ethnicity, I was like, wow, this is like a different world. Like this is not something I've ever experienced. And mm-hmm. I even had to learn how to pronounce my name correctly according to the American pronunciation because mm. it was so different from the Indian one. Because the first time I said my name, they were like, we don't recognize the alphabets you're saying. Oh. So, uh, since it's H in US, but it's um, H in India. So I was, I kept saying H, H, and they're like, I don't know what you're saying. And I'm like, well, H for hat. And they're like, oh, that's what you mean. Oh. So it's, it's certainly very different. And it's funny you ask that question because I certainly didn't reflect back on my journey until I was applying to medical school and they ask you those questions and I was like wow I definitely have grew so much as a Mm -hmm. person over the four or five years that I've been here and I actually just spent my sixth anniversary in U.S. on August 19th. Oh wow (laughs) well congratulations. I totally understand where you're coming from because I grew up in the British uh, schooling system. Right. So that's the like English I learned, mm-hmm. British English. Yeah, and um, I'm not sure if anyone knows this, but the spellings are like very different, you know, like and color. even the pr- color, um, check. There's so oh, many check. things that are different, like center as well. And I still get confused as to <laughs> what's the correct spelling because sometimes I would spell it and they'll autocorrect will be like, it's incorrect, but Google's like, it's right. It's just British English. Right. So like mm-hmm. I have that. And sometimes I say things like aluminium and like my Uber driver will be like, it is not aluminium. <laughs> so I was like, Wait, what is it? Oh, like, I'm like, what is it? I say like, potassium. Al- <laughs> I said it too. It's so funny. Yeah. And I have had so many people be like, stop, you're wrong. And I'm like, oh my I'm not wrong. This is just right. what I grew up yeah. with. Yeah. But it's just like, that's like just a little tiny bit that people get a hint like, you're not from here, are you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, the pronunciation thing, definitely. I've struggled with that so much. <laughs> so many embarrassing times when I'm just talking. They're like, what? I have to spell it out today. Oh, that's that's not how you spell it. <laughs> no, no. If it makes you feel any better, I am born and raised in Florida, and I don't know how to pronounce half of the words <laughs> okay. that we use here. And I still get embarrassed because people are like, that's, my mom especially is like that's not it and I also get like sayings wrong like I'll say like sayings and I use it incorrectly and my mom was like what no why (laughs) why would you say that right now like I don't know I I still have to google like the sayings and the slings that people use over here I'm like wait a minute I gotta figure out what they said I'm dead yeah no so don't don't feel bad we we I struggle too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the fighting one (laughs) So how do you all like maintain relationships with family and friends that are overseas? We just talked about the time zone difference. So how does that work? Especially now you're in medical school. Like I'm sure it's way busier than what it was in undergrad. So how do you do, how do you maintain those relationships? 
so gladly the time difference works out in my favor because it's usually 12 hours apart so Mm -hmm. when they wake up i'll be going to bed and when i'm in the gym i'll like facetime my cousins my grandparents in india some of my friends and i make sure that every festival and there's like millions of festivals in (laughs) india there's like two each month Mm -hmm. so every festival i like at least text all of my close friends and relatives so to make sure that like i'm still in contact with them mm-hmm. and i'm so grateful that all of them understand how difficult medical school can be in terms of like time management so mm-hmm. they wouldn't be upset with me per se if i don't like really talk to them for a long amount of time mm-hmm. they understand the struggles but every time we connect it's like just when i left so which is just so heartwarming that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I could say the same about Haley about the last part. It's uh, even if I haven't talked for a long time with my family or friends, the moment we talk again, it's like no time has passed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely thankful for stuff like Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and like WhatsApp video calls because mm-hmm. without those, you can't really see and know stuff about everyone. But those just help staying updated with right. everyone's lives. Yeah, but my parents were always like, um, oh, when we were there, there was no FaceTime or, or video calls. <laughs> we only, we paid to talk on the phone and the phone call. I'm like, it's okay, still, it's still hard. Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm thankful for social media, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, parents always got to remind us that we have it a lot easier, you <laughs> <Of> know. <course. laughs> this is them. But yeah, so... Have you guys gone back anytime or has med school oh, yeah. like interrupted any of like your relationships just because of how busy we are? Yeah, in undergrad, it was definitely easier. Mm-hmm. I would go like twice a year to Lebanon and spend like three months there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, I would go as, as soon as I can. But now with med school and with the pandemic, I wasn't able to go for like a year and a half. And mm-hmm. that was the longest I ever spent away from my family. And it was very hard. But um, now I just, I tried, like we had our summer break and I wasn't going to go, but then I decided why not? I don't get breaks as often in medical mm-hmm. school, True. let me just right. do it and go. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think it's very important to always have time to go back to family and go back to home, especially if it's like a safe and, mm-hmm. and yeah, like it's home to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with Jamie. Um, Med school definitely has made it difficult for me to go back home. When I was in undergrad, I would go home every summer, especially because the flights are just 24 hours long. And Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that just to spend time with family for one week, even though I love them so much. But I can't sit in a plane (laughs) for 48 hours out of one week. But I do aim to like go back home as much as I can, especially for like if I have a break of more than two weeks you will see me in india good to know yeah just like you guys <laughs> any holiday i get i'm right. like i'm back on and i'm on a plane and i'm like i'm going back home it's just like hard sometimes you know you just miss that familiarity mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. but yeah but slowly like you know when you stay at a place long enough it becomes the new home yeah. and so it's it gets yeah. a little easier with time for yeah. sure i always feel like i'm never a hundred percent home whether I'm here or in Lebanon it's like there's half of me somewhere (laughs) else and it's so funny yeah Yeah. it's such a weird feeling but it's it's nice and it's sad because you'll never be like 100% with everyone you want to be with right but at the same time you're making two homes so that's you know that's more than one home so that's nice yeah I have part of my family in New Jersey now and 
most of my family is still in India. So whenever I tell my best friend, like, oh, I want to go home, he's like, home in New Jersey, home in <laughs> India, home back in Florida. Like, what do you mean? What's home? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which home are you talking question. about? <laughs> and I always remember, like, whenever I'm stressed, that home is India for me. Like, mm. I just want to go back, see my grandparents, because mm-hmm. that's where I grew up. And it's so familiar. Everything is still the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I understand <laughs> where you guys are coming from. <laughs> so um, are you guys planning on practicing medicine in the U.S. or do you plan on going back to like home, like right. <laughs> the original countries? <laughs> um, so depending on what specialty I go into, I definitely want to contribute back to India in mm-hmm. terms of like outreach or mission trips. Um, for some part of the year for sure because there's just so much healthcare disparity and not mm. everybody has access for such a great population as India so that is definitely one of my goals for future yeah um, for me well Lebanon right now is is in a like economic crisis and it's not very stable to live in mm-hmm. and have a family in there over there so mm-hmm. I do want to stay here and also like I, I made a second home I have my boyfriend and that's that's been long term and stuff like that but I do want to like Haley said go and volunteer give back it's my home country I want to do I want to do something like that mission trips Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but I'd I'd like to stay here for Mm -hmm. now (laughs) yeah about you Dizzy I I don't know I Mm. really love life in Kenya you know I feel like I'm very attached to it um and a lot of my family is still there. Actually, all my family is still there. I'm the only one here right now. So I don't know because I'm a very family-orientated person. So I could live here, but I also feel like I would still travel back every year if I could. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. But yeah, I definitely feel like I'm going to contribute back in some way, um, whether it's like mentoring students from Kenya that want to come to the U.S. to study or just right. give back with like medical practice or something. Mm-hmm. But eventually, I do want to go back. Like, maybe when I retire or something, I want to go back to Kenya because life is sweet. <laughs> I, I mean, I see your pictures. I'm like, yes, girl. It's Live not your safaris life. every day, but it is It is amazing. It <laughs> Take us like. with you next time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lebanon is more fun, too, now. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so much fun there. But, yeah, it, there's pros and cons everywhere. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Life's an adventure, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's what we have to do. So, Haley, you mentioned um, some, like, language barriers that, like, difficulties that you faced. So, like, could you, like, elaborate more on that and, like, how you overcame that? Mm -hmm. And, like, is that something you still face today in medical school? I think I definitely still face it till today because... I will be saying some words as we talked about earlier and like potassium, for example, still don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> you did good. You did okay. great. Yes. <laughs> I'm learning every day. There are like, I think I Google pronunciation every day of like certain words to make sure mm. I'm saying it right. Mm-hmm. Because there have been times where people don't understand what I'm saying. How did you used to say pituitary? Did I say it right? You pituitary. did. Okay. Pituitary, pituitary, right? Yeah, I used to say I'm, I'm too shy to say it here. Like, say it. <laughs> this is a judge-free song. Pituitary. <laughs> oh no, this is not how you say. It. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's it, that bad. 
I, I have more, but that's the only one I'm going to give you guys for today. <laughs> that's enough for today. Yeah, no, I have, like, so many words that I still say wrong, and my best friend will be like, that is not how you say it. But I'm like, okay, I'm like, English is my third language. Like, I'm learning. And still people, like, do say that I have a little accent, which is, like, I... Some people do care about it, that they have mm-hmm. Indian accents. I'm kind of proud of it because that's where I grew up and right. that's part of me now. So, mm-hmm. And that's not something that I ever want to let go. So one of the ways I did overcome the language barrier was thank you to like my Russian roommate who was born and raised in the United States. So mm-hmm. she was so nice about it that every time I would say something in an Indian accent or like a British accent, they would correct me so i think having a support system and not feeling judged every time somebody corrects you Mm -hmm. is very important in overcoming that because everybody pronounces things differently Mm -hmm. especially in medical school i mean (laughs) we're in our dermatology block right now and i'm telling you there are some conditions i don't even know how to say i don't even know how to there are conditions (laughs) drugs bugs anatomy all of the above don't know don't know you said you, it's your third language. Mm-hmm. What, what are your first two? So well, my first one is Gujarati, which is like the state language where I was born and raised in. And then the second one is Hindi, which is the mm, national language of cool. India. That's cool. So you also mentioned like being corrected but not feeling judged. Mm-hmm. So for those of us that are like, you know, U.S. born, don't right. know really like how can we help and in a way that does not feel judgmental Mm -hmm. so i think just recognizing that we are from a different country and we Mm -hmm. did have like a different um not just upbringing but like our education was very different from the start on so when you do correct us one thing that i've noticed is i kind of feel offended when somebody's laughing at me while correcting Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. instead of just telling me like hey, it's actually pronounced like this over here. So Mm. it's still correct the way I pronounce it in some part of the world. Right, just not here. So when you mention that it's this way over here, it kind of makes it easier on us as well. So it's not like this is wrong. It's like, no, this is just how it's Mm pronounced. This is just how it's pronounced here. But your pronunciation isn't wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to add to that too. As um, like when you hear someone saying it wrong just correct it because sometimes i wouldn't know right exactly <laughs> i know later on like by someone else right like, wow why didn't anyone tell me that before so that definitely helps yeah mm-hmm. just right away let mm-hmm. even know. till this day like my parents are physicians so they say instead of specialty they'll say it's speciality and that's how i'll type every day like when i'm me too that, <laughs> and then i'm like no this is not how they say it over here <laughs> so when i say oh i'm interested in like this speciality they're like what and i'm like oh specialty my bad <laughs> i see wow yeah. i'm like y'all are like culturing me right now because <laughs> like when i say i've only been to like five states and literally have been in florida all my life in orlando up until medical school like i know nothing outside of these four walls basically you live and you learn yeah yeah that's one of the good things about medical school is like it brings people with such different experiences Mm -hmm. together so i love that yeah yeah and i was told i had a good accent quote unquote good like the accent like Mm -hmm. nobody i I got a lot of people telling me i didn't know you were not from the u.s you sound Hmm. american and I'm just like, wait, <laughs> just wait. Let me a little more. Right. And 
then it'll come out. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think it's because I watched Disney a lot as a kid. <laughs> you know that, listen, I am a full-on advocate for, for anything Disney, Disney mm-hmm. so we love True. that for you. Yes. For those of you who don't know, Katie's like the biggest Disney <laughs> fan. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. If you lose Katie, just go to Disney World. Right? <laughs> You'll find her there. I maybe will be Magic there. Kingdom. I will be <laughs> there. What's your favorite park in Disney? Uh, Hollywood Studios. Or yeah. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Magic. Magic is very crowded. Um, lots of smaller rides. And I feel like Hollywood is a little bit like, Trilling. like this is like the teenage yeah. world. You know, yeah. Magic Kingdom is like the five, seven-year-old. Wow. But Hollywood is teenage. Epcot is adult. I like yes. Epcot. So. <laughs> I, I remember having um, like that car ride that they have at Epcot. Oh, the tram? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait. The car ride no, in Epcot. it's like... Um, the fastest car it's kind of like an um oh test track yeah 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 test Test track track. yeah yeah that right i do not know what this is Busy. It was fun. You don't know what's like. You on, need to take right. a Disney trip. Yes. They don't have um, it at Disneyland. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <After laughs> but I will. Disney I will go to the Orlando <laughs> Disney as soon as I get a break from medical school. <laughs> Listen, we're all gonna go to Disney in Orlando. Yes, mm-hmm. after be probably after step. I'd say yeah. we go during spring break. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I'd love that. And it's not gonna be a lot of people because it's February, so That's no true. one's on. No one's on no break. One's on break yet. Perfect. I'm all for it. It's I'm down. Perfect. You can go during weekdays as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that's the bet. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you know, I know we're doing a podcast, but we're also planning our spring break, guys, because yeah. we need it. Mental health. Mental health. But yeah, back to the podcast. What you said, Jamie, it's like so true because um, I room with one of our classmates, Amelia, and she always tells me that my accent changes depending on who I'm talking to. Yes. So if I'm talking to someone <laughs> back from home in Kenya, like I have my some pronunciations are just you know different right. but if i'm talking to my friends that are like studying in the uk like my pronunciations are different too and I she's like i want to hear this it just happens like <laughs> i don't i don't think i'm doing it like it's just implicit i do not know what's happening no i don't want to call someone now but like it's just something she's noticed and like i feel like now i'm like oh should I be more mindful of that? But like, I don't even know when I'm doing it. So it's funny. I don't think you should be mindful of it. I feel like, like having different dialects and things like that with different people. Like, I think that's okay. Like, it's kind of like in the black community, we call it like code switching. So Mm -hmm. the way that we talk to other African-Americans might be a little bit different than how we may talk like in a professional setting. And it's just, you know, we have different slang terms. We have different words that we use and, that I I don't I don't see an issue with having different dialect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't either. And I like it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you said that, Diti, because over the summer I went home for one week um to like spend time with my family. And when I'm home, we did not speak English at all. Like <laughs> unless I'm having a meeting or something. So when I came back, I was like, I think I forgot how to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> like oh I don't know how to have a conversation <laughs> I, anymore. I feel that too. I feel that. Stuttering right. more. Oh, gosh. Yeah, your brain's like, wait. I know. Where are you now? Did you I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> that makes oh, sense. <laughs> so going off of that, like what tips do you all have for other international students who wish to apply to college and or medical school in the US? Okay. Um, a lot of tips <laughs> is what I'd say. I have I have um, first foremost don't be like afraid it's hard it's difficult just accept that and it's okay and the fact that 
even if you you made that move and then you decided oh you want to go back home or anything it's okay too that doesn't mean you're weak that doesn't mean you're not brave um it's a difficult journey and it's not for everyone and um and always seek help like don't be afraid also to protect your mental health and Mm -hmm. realize that okay i'm not okay right now and that's okay and let's see what i want to do about it that's a big one Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with Jamie. You will be having times and moments where you don't feel like yourself mm-hmm. and you'll be encountering so many new experiences. So be open to those experiences and learn from them. You'll realize mm-hmm. what you appreciate about the American culture and mm-hmm. what are some things that you don't want to participate in. Mm-hmm. So explore like and learn from that and don't shy away from experiences will be my number one thing. I agree as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been great coming here. I remember yeah. my first day in school I remember at UCF. Um, everyone was so friendly. Like someone sneezes in the sc- in the bus and everyone's like, bless you, bless right? you, bless you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no one does that. that, that, that <laughs> now, that might be specific to the oh, South. Oh, really? Yes. That, that, <laughs> that, like, that is a true nice Southerner <laughs> thing, yes. <laughs> that and like I was lost on campus because it's a huge, mm-hmm. huge uh-huh. campus. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so nice. They would tell me where to go and stuff. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, I've heard New Yorkers aren't like that. Mm, they are definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> hey, we know. Speaking from experience, New York is different, but as like just like that, every state that you might go into, some people go to Utah and like they might have a different culture over there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. learn about the culture, mm-hmm. make friends that are different background from you yeah. so mm-hmm. you can learn even more mm-hmm. from them. I definitely agree. Yeah. You just have to be open to new experiences. And like what you guys said, you know, accept that this is not going to be an easy decision. And, you know, there's some days you're just going to be like, I want to go home. I just want to leave because everyone's back home and they're gathering and they're sending you pictures. You're like, oh, my gosh, no. (laughs) But it's worth it in the end, because I mean, when I got into medical school, I was like the happiest I've Mm -hmm. ever been. And I was like and my parents were happy, too. They're like, look, all your hard works led to this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. And one more thing, it's um, you'll never get used to it. I think you'll always mm-hmm. miss home. Like mm-hmm. it's never yeah. going to be, oh, I'm used to this. That I realized like now, not long right. ago. Like, I still miss my family just as much as I did the first year. It's just dealing with it. You get mm-hmm. way better. Mm-hmm. And then you build friendships, you build yeah. relationships, yeah. and it becomes just awesome when you look back. Yeah. I agree. And adding on to what Jamie said, find your support system or like yeah, a community sure. in the yeah. U.S., Mm-hmm. I'm very sure no matter what race or ethnicity mm-hmm. you are from or what cultural background you have, you will find someone in U.S. who is very similar to you. And mm-hmm. you can always share those experiences with them and talk about how you're feeling. So having somebody is always helpful, no matter where they're from. Yeah, look at you and I, Haley. I, I know, we have right? so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, I'm here too. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. She's like she's like the co-host, but also a guest host. Right. Because this is yeah. Multitasking. Multitasking. Uh, yeah. To you as well. You're awesome as well. Oh. <laughs> Jamie stop. You mean you watch. Okay. Well, God, I I am blown away. I think this is like one of my favorite episodes that we've recorded so far. You guys have taught me a lot and I'm just happy that, you know, we're all together in this. So yeah. I appreciate y'all coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, this guys. This has been a great talk. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was nice to share those experiences for sure. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Desi, any last words? Ta-na-na-na-na. <laughs> this is the podcast. Da-na-na-na-na. Shout out to Sam for her song in that Dr. DeLeon episode. <laughs> and Mitch, yes. <laughs> we, we, we miss y'all, but hopefully we're doing it justice. So thank you all so much for listening to the Sink or Swim podcast, and we'll catch you in the next one.